Welcome to the Nothing to Wear podcast. I'm Samantha, the style editor, and I help female founders, leaders, and women in business to save time and make money using the power of their clothes. That is what we're all about around here. In this episode, I'm so excited to chat to a client of mine, and she's going to tell you all about our work together. But most importantly, let me tell you about her amazing work. Her name is Orla Dempsey and she is a coach and she helps teachers to become the leaders that they always dreamed of being. Whether you have been put into a leadership role suddenly, whether you are looking to become a leader in that space, whatever you need, Orla is your go-to. She has an amazing club called the Teachers Promotion Club which you can join if you are in that profession. I will leave all of the links down below in the show notes. I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy chatting to Orla. And if you'd like to find out more about working with me, you will find all of the details down below. As ever, if you enjoy this episode, please do give Orla a follow, reach out to her, send her a message. And if you are so inclined, do rate, review and subscribe to the Nothing To Wear podcast. There are some changes coming up. I'm shaking things up a little bit over here, which I will talk to you more about in the next episode. But for now, I won't spend any more of my time or your time gabbing on because Orla has some incredible things to say and incredible insights and I really want you to take those golden nuggets from this episode. Orla, welcome to the Nothing to Wear podcast. You are looking fabulous today, but we can uh, describe your outfit to the listeners shortly because you've turned up looking amazing and I've turned up looking like I just got out of bed, which is ironic. Please, can you tell us all about who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I've been um, so looking forward to it over the last few days. I booked it when I was in America and we were laughing yesterday. It obviously, the time zone was was all different and mixed up. So I am glad to be here at the appropriate time and it is 9am just right now and yes yeah, great to be feeling so good first thing in the morning. Um, my, um, my, my job and uh, what I do is I am a career and life coach for teachers. I specialise mainly in working with the senior leadership, mid- middle and senior leaders uh, going forward for roles um principal roles deputy principal roles and now we have middle leaders in education at the moment and that has all opened up so i i have a variety of things that i do for them so i have gone down the road of online courses i have some books that i have um published as well and i i really enjoy working with my teacher membership i also do some one-to-ones and things so it is fabulous to I suppose working with the one-to-ones to see where people are struggling and just help them overcome those barriers as to, you know, just question and then loosening up their model of the world around who they believe that they are, who they're showing up as, the fact that they can go and do this because they have all the necessary skills. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm enjoying the journey. Yeah, that's, thank you. That's a really great introduction. And I, you can tell us more about this, obviously, because I, you know, I'm not an expert in what you do, 
but what you do is quite specialist I think and it is a really interesting um, niche because and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a bit I came and did a talk with your membership but one of the things that really struck me was that these people are influencing like the next generation and that's incredible and so to have someone like you to help them increase their confidence in what they do must be so important and needed Mm, absolutely um and it's only when I get to an email say from a potential client and and it's full of fear and full of uh, reservations around this next stage and and of course I know on one level that that's completely normal and that's okay and the next email that comes into my inbox is going to be a similar thing say but for that person that is so important and that's their reality so most of those people are teachers and then obviously in their day job they have to go in and stand in front of a group of you know 15 to 35 students and and portray a certain version of themselves and yes absolutely I suppose when you talk about it's a little bit different I when I started working with the the senior leaders and then then the middle management and then I realized that clothes and um, tools are an important tool that we have uh, in terms of showing up as your most confident and I think I didn't have that awareness as myself as a teacher so obviously I'm a, uh, I'm a primary school teacher as well and I went through different kind of um, peaks and, and hollows in terms of the clothes that I used to portray different versions of myself based on my own mindset over the years when I think about it is you know was I feeling really fit was I feeling really trendy was I feeling really meh and that was they were the clothing choices so moving my mindset to that more uh, higher level really is like oh this is something that I felt that my members would really benefit from addressing because when I think of the patterns of the previous principles that I've had in the past they put forward a, pers- a persona and I think that they use their clothes as a, as a tool to help their own mindset and their next level version of themselves. So yeah, it was it was an interesting conversation with yourself. I think I'm a little bit niche in terms of, yes, there are people out there that help teachers prepare for interviews, but the connection I see, and I think you'll know this as well around marketing, and confidence and the little inner gremlin that comes in and says well you shouldn't sell yourself well also my clients have that have have that thing is that it's not okay to say good things about yourself it's not okay to you know admit that you're doing whatever and I'm there as a coach saying I want to hear more I want to hear more um, because that's what you do in interviews and there's 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 no judgment it's like let me figure out the best bits that you need to say so that we can get you to the to the goal that you want to achieve. So it's a little bit of, of marketing experience and marketing skills. It's a little bit of coaching. It's a little bit of reassurance of like, gosh, I got your back. I really want you to get this job, but you are still good enough and so worthy whether or not you do get the role or not. So I think that that's a really important message for them to hear. That's such an important message. And something you touched on there, 
really kind of struck struck a chord with me is that when we think of like interview training and stuff we're like here are the questions you'll be asked in your interview here is the five perfect responses that you should say and that number one doesn't give you a chance to really put your personality across but secondly like you said we're human and we have all of this other stuff going on in our heads about you know we sat there answering the question but in our mind we're thinking you are terrible. You can't do this job. You are pretending. So it must be really, um, it must be really nice for you to see people go through the process and to, in a similar way to what I do, like helping them go through the process and then kind of change almost their perception of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's all tied up in in self care, self worth. Um, I think you know just to explain that I worked with you a few months ago and I was so surprised that just sitting together and reflecting on things had such a long lasting effect on my belief in myself and my own self-worth so I suppose just to explain to your listeners what I did after our session was well first of all I could see in my wardrobe where the gaps were where I wasn't looking after myself well enough I went out then and had a wonderful shopping spree because I had new knowledge now and new awareness of the fact that you know I'm a big believer in, or a lover of black colors they just make me feel good and um, the little intricate patterns you won't see me wearing them too often just because of my own personal style and um yeah I just had this whole new awareness and and you know one of your questions that you might be asking later apologies is you know what's the last thing that you bought and I was like what was the last thing that I bought because obviously I had a little bit of an investment at that stage um but I've been buying little fun things like little hair accessories or um because now I realize that like I actually feel like it's a whole new outfit when I just change one tiny little thing and that has been just a lovely awareness of like yeah it's, it's all mindset at the end of the day and how we you know how we think about how we deliberately choose that we want to show up on a particular day. Yeah, there's a thing that I talk about a lot. The listeners are probably like, oh, here she goes again. But the psychology of what we wear, there's so much research into it and in clothes cognition, which is where we embody the persona of the clothes that we put on. And that is why currently a lot of people are coming to me because they have spent the last couple of years working at home in their pajamas mm. and it has not made them feel very good because when you put on your pajamas you're telling your mind it's time to go to bed now mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you're not then in a productive mindset mm. and so yeah i think people are starting to realize how important what we wear is to what we do even beyonce does it even beyonce puts on a character sasha fierce Mm. before she goes on to the stage um which is really interesting actually saw an article about that recently like the re-emergence of that whole Sasha Fierce thing um but yeah what we what we wear has a real impact on what we do have you noticed any kind of differences in your in what you're delivering as a coach after kind of doing this work in your wardrobe yes I feel that I am embodying now the person that I want to attract. So I've kind of grown in who I enjoy working with and making sure. So, yes, they feel I feel like I'm showing up as that person that can guide them appropriately. And that's one change. I think like leaving that aside is 
when I go out to do my shopping, I'm feeling still good, you know, about myself. And um, it's all a holistic um, element to things. And I think something that you said there is, you know, around the, the psychology of, of colour and clothing is to trust the science. I have to keep reminding myself because I'm doing a course at the moment that's really it's based in NLP and there's lots of different elements and lots of and I'm like, gosh, trust the science, believe them like, you know, and just take the action. Forget about, you know, the psychology of real color. You are telling people that this works. Just give it a try. So um, that has been really helpful for me to kind of like, OK, all, all I have to do is go through the movements and I am like becoming a, a different version of myself and and yes they see that in small little increments and even the fact that I went out and bought those tiny little um you know tiger print hair things like that that's just evidence for me of the fact that my mindset is slowly changing I love that I think you're right an accessory can absolutely just it can change your day but it can obviously change your outfit I always think if I'm having a bit of a meh day I'll put on some earrings and I just feel like a different person, <laughs> yeah. you know? Absolutely. And I think old version me would have like, oh, but what if, you know, people don't like this or this is out of the, um, your comfort zone kind of thing. Like I wouldn't have worn hair bands for years. Like, and I'm like, oh, what? it's one day in my life and I'm going to, I feel different. So um, I start to let go a little of a little judgment of myself um, when I'm trying out new things you know when that happens something that I often say to people is to imagine your 90 year old self because your 90 year old self is going to be like wear the headband oh like just live your life do the thing that you want to do feel good you know you literally you have one life you may as well do it and if you've got all this love what I see a lot is people with all this lovely stuff that they feel is almost like a waste of time wearing for themselves. They think, well, I'm not seeing anyone today because I'm working from home. And so if I put on these nice earrings, that's just a waste. Yeah. Like we dress in a very performative way rather than thinking about how what we wear can help us. Yeah. And I suppose I'm I'm equating that to what that's like for teachers. And um, you know, just going to the wardrobe in the morning time. I I, I saw something recently online about you know I think probably you that posted but about shying away from the clothes that no longer fit and and you know how energetically that makes us feel and I, I'm putting my hand here to kind of like shade my eyes and go to the stuff that's probably not as fun not as pretty not as nice but you are telling yourself you're going to get fit back into and that was a, a really important part in in my journey as well is is letting go of that stuff regardless of how much it costs regardless of the good memories that were associated with I'll still have those good memories but I don't have to continue to beat myself in that looking into the wardrobe that you know eventually that's going to come around and to realize that also when the time comes around I'm going to be a different version of myself so I'll probably be choosing different clothes anyway if and when you know I, I you know was moving forward with kind of weight loss or, or you know extra bits and pieces like that so um yeah I, I just it, it feels so much more liberating to look up at clothes that like make me feel good, know that I can pop them on and and they fit. And yeah, so it's it's I suppose it's connected to all that intuitive eating and, and all of that kind of movement as well. But um for teachers, I'm imagining them at eight o'clock in the morning selecting their outfit. How does that make them feel and, and why why are they making that? 
subconscious decision to wear that particular thing. I know there's a couple of kind of mindsets that both I struggle with and and, and they would um, kind of fall into as well as a lot of teachers say, oh, I, well, I PE today. And so I'm going to be choosing the comfies. And actually PE for me was like two and three days a week <laughs> with my mindset is that I would just choose the, the really comfy clothes and the, the stuff that kind of was low energy. Um, I'm not sure really if I ever invested into, gosh, I'm wearing these clothes because they make me really feel inspired today. And um, yeah, so I think now I just have this conscious awareness really is that. And one thing that you said to me, and I was so annoyed with you that morning we worked together because <laughs> um, just before our session, you posted up something around um, the fact that uh, like I exercise during the middle of the day and you probably have talked about this on your podcast before but I, oh, I was so annoyed and I was like oh I have to wear the tracksuit until I go and do the exercise and get out the walk at, at half past 12 or one o'clock or whatever and he really said you know you've worked with clients and it takes one minute to change and I was like wow yeah like <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it takes one or three minutes to change I'm worth those three minutes if I can get up and show up as as a confident version of myself to do a couple of hours work and then it's a conscious decision to change into those things and change back and ever since that that's been my process and that's been I suppose an act of self-love really because I can see and the other thing that you said to me is that like over 100 days so like if if I show up in my nicest clothes for 80 of the 100 days well look imagine that the impact that will have on my mindset whereas when I'm you know the the, the comfy clothes are going into three and four o'clock and I really don't feel like going out to the shops because I don't feel like I'm ready for the shops and it's all of those knock-on effects really so yeah, there was a couple of little things that I suppose you're so used to saying in your business that really had a great change in my own mindset so thank you for that. Ah oh, thank you that's really great to hear and maybe that will resonate with someone because that is honestly one of the biggest pieces of resistance that I get is but I'm going to the gym later. And if someone is really resistant to it, I'll be like, right, I'm going to time you getting changed. <laughs> and often it's like 30 seconds. I say, so you don't have 30 seconds to change for yourself to make yourself feel better. But I think particularly it shows up a lot for women because women often feel that, you know, putting time into themselves is frivolous almost. And a client actually used that word last week um and she you know she's not a, a mum or anything but she was like oh it feels frivolous mm. to do that so I always challenge the resistance like where's that come from why do you feel like you can't get changed from your that stuff to that stuff so it's mm. really interesting to hear you say that mm. and about the 80 days as well you know if you yeah. do that for 80 days you will see so with any kind of like goal setting, you know, if you set a goal and you do a little incremental bit every day, you will be different in 80, 100 days. You will feel differently. Yeah. I think for me, the difference has been experienced in the process because, you know, when I think of like the, the style programs here in Ireland and, um, you know, you talk about your capsule wardrobe and, and I was like, oh, that was all so distant away from me. I don't call mine my capsule wardrobe or anything like that. There's lots of colors and lots of different layers and lots of different things. But I can see how they are capsule wardrobe because even the other day I had, I made two patterns and somebody said, oh gosh, color looks really good on you. And I was like, oh, I'm just, just putting on two different tops. <laughs> um, so 
there's a real act of self-love in actually investing in the next level because you can know it on one level but not being able to experience it is kind of for a lot of people and I think a lot of my clients and a lot of people who are transforming their their version of themselves is that's that's an, a, an important part so that gosh at the end of the day if you've taken two or three things from yourself or because yeah for me it was never the same watching it on tv or reading it in the magazines so yeah it's all good you're so right with with what you do with what i do with what a lot of like coaches and mentors do a lot of the information the practical styling information is out there on the internet like if you want to know you know what some fashion editor thinks is in a capsule wardrobe you can google it it's the 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 missing pieces doing it for yourself and a lot of that is the mindset work which is what you know you're doing and I'm doing with people because that's where the block is like if you could make it happen and you didn't have something stopping you from making it happen it would be happening already Mm -hmm. so often when you invest to work with someone like you like me you're investing in your personal growth and sometimes that can be really uncomfortable for people I'm sure you have people that you sometimes you say stuff to them and they're like oh like that's that's made me feel uncomfortable like how dare you call me out in this way <laughs> that's their job as a coach isn't it really is to do so in a nice tactful way that makes them uh one of my my mentors at the moment is, uses the phrase loosen their model of the world and that's what we're trying to do there is a powerful question can can loosen things up for them yeah that's so you know all it takes is one question and oftentimes when you're working with someone one-to-one because I have a coach and sometimes we'll have a session and I don't remember like anything that was said in the session but just one thing that she said has completely changed my perspective on everything else and that is where the that's where the gold is that's what you're getting Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people struggle to understand you know yeah um yeah and it's just thinking about the you know what what do you want from your future who do you want to be what do you want and being bold and honest with yourself about it because I think a lot of people almost like they're lying (laughs) lying to themselves about what they actually want well you know it's okay I'm okay here in my comfort zone it's all it's all right actually if they're really honest with deep down what they wanted they would want so much more Mm. yeah absolutely Ah, I love this conversation (laughs) this isn't being edited out by the way listeners so just gonna have to deal with me just like moon loving face (laughs) so I know that you touched on this a little bit but what would you how would you describe your personal style um colorful um there's a little element actually Ooh, you did a little mindset piece and you got me to think about how my clothes represent or words that I used and I, I stuck it up there so professional helpful and trustworthy were uh some of the words that I used at that time on a practical level yes definitely there's practicality I, I choose clothes they're still and it's really important I was going to say it's, it's not that clothes should be uncomfortable, but I, I'm very practical in the clothes. I'm sitting for a long time and everybody should be wearing comfortable clothes. So I, I do associate that we're practical and um, that there's, I suppose my clothes are different functions. My workout clothes are 
the function is, is to help me work out. There's clothes there that will help me. And I have orange here. And I'm like, orange will lift my mood, you know? So there's lots of different things there. But definitely in terms of when I was making those conscious decisions around, it was definitely professional. It was definitely, and that was that was definitely a mindset shift. Um, trustworthy. Um, and I think all of us can do that, you know, like that that really challenged my brain and challenged my thinking. But actually, again, I'm thinking of teachers looking into their wardrobe. What words would I use to describe these clothes? Who do I want to be seen as? And it's that little shift that sometimes it's like buying five items or sometimes it's like, actually, I'm, I'm content enough with what these clothes say about me. So, yeah, that's how the words I would use. Yeah. Sometimes it's literally just re- rearranging the things in your wardrobe so you can actually see the things that make mm-hmm. you feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. Rather than opening the wardrobe. And that's a perspective shift, opening the wardrobe and seeing things that oh, don't make me feel very good, but I'm wearing all the time. Mm-hmm. If you swap them out for the stuff that actually makes you feel really good, you would have a different perspective on your wardrobe. You'd open the wardrobe and be like, oh, I actually really like these clothes that I'm seeing before my eyes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's it. I think it's really interesting to hear from you. Something that I preach myself, but it's really nice to hear someone else say it is that actually your wardrobe doesn't have to make you feel bad. Your wardrobe can actually be something that makes you feel good and makes you feel confident and professional and helps you with your you know, career goals and your life goals and everything like that. But because we are so used to fashion, and fashion constantly making us feel that we've got it wrong. We've got it wrong. We don't know what we're doing. The trends are always one step ahead of us. So therefore we need to keep spending our money on stuff that we don't need. Um, It makes us feel like we don't know what style is. And then that makes us feel disconnected from our wardrobes. And it makes us feel like we work for our wardrobes, not that our wardrobes work for us. Mm. I think fashion is not a word I've ever associated with thankfully yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I remember you know at my my thinnest like there were certain shops I could still never shop in because Mm -hmm. they never suited my body shape and I was like so annoyed like you know I I thought that to be trendy would be to be shopping in these particular shops at like a size 10 and I'm like what is going on here so like even that I was still always attracted to the styles and the and the colors that would suit me and my body shape at that time so yeah I'm like no no way I never that's that's what I really like I want to and I think people listening to the podcast get it because otherwise they wouldn't be listening to the podcast but I really have an aversion to fashion because that is Mm -hmm. you know that's how it made me feel too and I was in a, a high street shop recently with two of my friends Zara and um I tried on a dress and it was a size it was a size L and I could not get the zip up and I was like this is just I've come into this shop to feel like I want to find something that makes me feel really good about myself and I'm leaving this shop feeling absolutely terrible and that's me doing all of this work every single day mm-hmm. so I just can't imagine how it makes someone who already doesn't feel good about themselves yeah. go into that shop try something on uh, and it just sends you into a complete spiral of I'm not good enough. My body isn't good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. What's the point? Yeah. Fashion sucks. I, I think actually when I think of my my um my trip when I was shopping for the extra thing, this top that I'm wearing is actually 
considerably larger than I would have expected to be but I allowed myself kind of like that's really cool I, like I couldn't imagine actually being the person fitting into it that says that size on it I'm like that's just size wrong that is not me that is them um and it was lovely actually I never thought of it since then I never thought of like what what the number on it was and um once you start to focus on style and I'm like oh that makes me feel really good it doesn't matter what shop that you shop in what sizes on the on the thing and I think again that's something that we know on a, on a conscious level but actually for me to go in and like you know actually act that out and say no that's that's good enough like I, I love that I love that passion etc so yeah definitely oh Zara mm, was definitely one of them I think I was <laughs> yeah. um but yeah is it Stradivarius is that a shop yeah that's that is yep that yeah. was my nemesis I'm yeah like, also Jane it. Norman what was that all about god <laughs> if you listen to this Jane get a grip yeah. <laughs> you made me feel terrible about myself yeah <laughs> yeah but you know that's all within our conscious choice you know um and that's when I realize I suppose that's when the self-love comes in is that I can decide that the shop makes me happy or sad or I make me happy or sad because of you know my own choices my own interpretation and reframing of things yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. And that is another place that a lot of people get stuck on is the size. People sometimes get fixated. Like, I can't go up to a size this. Well, just like, I have clothes in my wardrobe that range from literally like a size 10 to a size 18. I've got extra large in there. I've got men's stuff in there. It literally doesn't matter. If it makes you feel good, the label in the clothes doesn't matter. They're, ma- they're mass produced. It's a piece of material. It's not made for your individual body. Mm-hmm. yeah and like let's normalize that I know again we know people who say that they shop in the men's section and it's not something that I I would ever do or like that I've never think to do but like what is wrong with that you know if yeah. it's something that makes you feel good or or it's good quality or it's you know so yeah absolutely it's really cool yeah, yeah. the men the, honestly the men's section has some of the best they have some of the better stuff in there. And I think it's also because men actually, an interesting statistic is that men spend slightly more on their clothes, but they shop less than women. So I think women's clothing, it's like, well, we don't need to make it with such good quality because they're going to be back again anyway, because we've put out all this marketing that tells them that what they've chosen last time isn't good enough now. So they need to come back and keep buying more and more and more. Whereas men typically, they'll go in, they'll get a load of stuff, they'll wear it over and over and over and then they'll go back again and they have less of a resistance to actually spending money on themselves like if they see a sweat if they see a sweatshirt and it's I don't know 80 quid or 80 euro wherever you are um they may think okay well I really like it I'll buy it whereas if a woman sees it at that price she might be like "Ooh, that's a bit too that's a bit too much I'll just buy the cheaper version Mm. but then she doesn't even wear Mm. So then the cost per wear is then whatever you pay for it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. The one, well, and again, it's just something that not entered my awareness, but I did shop in the men's section for pajamas because what I was looking for was warmth. So that makes complete sense is that like, they're going to make them quality. They're going to make them. Yeah, they were, they were a good pair of pajamas. <laughs> yeah. That's good. There we go. Hot tip. Get your pajamas from the men's section. <laughs> That's what we're saying. That's what this whole episode has been leading to. Thank you very much. (laughs) So 
what are your favorite pieces in your wardrobe um my favorite pieces are I think the pieces that I bought afterwards after our session because um because I was of a different mindset I was more playful then I'm like oh I've never worn you know a certain kind um I love I have two tops that are of the, like the tiger print or the animal print and I'm yeah that's really really lovely I really enjoy wearing those and I love um, layering them with other elements um my favorite pieces of the wardrobe anything I like the one thing I did to make that was getting headshots last year and I went out into Marks and Spencer's and I bought a comfy suit I'd never owned a comfy suit ever before. So there's part of me that's like, that's really corporate. And it's, but I, I kind of need that every so often. And I need to know that there's something in there that will get me through that occasion. Um, and that was just such a really important lesson for me is that clothes can look professional and they can be comfy. So I would say that, yeah, I'm like, I'm really proud that that suit is there, that it fits, that it's comfortable. I can wear it into Dublin city center or I can wear it to a conference whenever I need it so yeah a mixture of, of color and um, practicality I would say I love what you just said there about the suit because I think at the moment this the suit is getting a bit of a bad rap although I am seeing a lot more of them as we come into spring come into the shops yeah. so I think maybe there has been kind of a there is a transition towards people wanting to dress a little bit more smarter but in a comfortable way like you said com- comfortable materials it doesn't have to mean a very stiff like boring oh I'm walking around like a robot corporate suit it can be something that is colorful and comfortable Mm. but makes you feel professional Mm. so don't write off the suit that's what we're saying because I love them so yeah and you know for me it's it's just simply down to the the fabric that it's made from yeah and how you style it too you know you put it with a statement necklace boom Wear it with like a casual t-shirt and some trainers. Like you've got yourself a brunch outfit, you know? You don't have mm-hmm. to wear it in the way. That's another thing that people get very stuck on is they see something in the shop or on the mannequin and that's how they then wear it forever and ever. But you don't have to. You can actually play around in your wardrobe and create new outfits. <laughs> Brain explodes. <laughs> and I, I left you a voicemail the other day. Uh, to say that is like I, I I caught myself being in a little rush of when I went out and did my big shopping spree that I would tend to wear things in similar ways and I'm like oh do you know what this is not what I you know I, I want to practice so I just styled it with something slightly different a different layer on top and I was like oh okay now I'm back into my creative um mindset kind of with my style so yeah Mm. there's always work to do though isn't there like really when I think of I think there's that little element in that like my corporate style jacket is just for my corporate style Mm. occasions but like I could wear it over what I'm wearing right now I could wear you know so yeah yeah more work and that's the beauty of playing about with your wardrobe and people think that it's frivolous and a waste of time but actually it can save you a lot of time and money make you feel good Mm. so it's worth doing yeah yeah um and, you know, I'm just, again, I'm bringing it to the teachers and how this can be relevant for them. And and once their their mindset shifts a little bit, um, yeah, you mentioned just briefly earlier about, I suppose, other people's opinions on your clothes. And obviously, teachers are so uh, 
I suppose, forward facing and that they have quite a number of students that may have opinions on what they're wearing. Sometimes they're not quite nice. And um, I think that's an important, I suppose, discussion to have within schools is that it's okay. And I think in some schools, they're probably more um, forward focused in this like that, you know, what you wear is an expression of your personality. And now as we we talk about the variety of diversity that's out there, it's completely okay for teachers to be able to bring forward little aspects of their personality, whatever that may be. Um, so I think it's really important that the teachers are allowed that, allowed to show some of their creativity. I think, I don't know on the day that I, um, did I mention to you there's a wonderful teacher on Instagram, what the art teacher wore, I think is her Instagram account. And she is just so wonderful. And her clothes represent exactly who she shows up as. And, and she's brilliant and matching and styling and pairing. And, and that clothes can be fun, you know, but um, it's a shame that there is that kind of limitation on how teachers feel that they can show up in front of, especially post-primary students or secondary school students. Um, for me, my personal experience as, as a, a young teacher, I used to love colour and I used to notice that the children would reflect back to me, you know, what I was wearing. Or I have another uh, a friend who's a, an art teacher as well. And um, uh, our, our, she's a primary school teacher with an art background and her style very much represents her interest in art. And, you know, she would have worn the, I never know how she wore them, but when we were in QTs, the um, irregular choice shoes. <laughs> I always find them so uncomfortable, but she wore them for the whole year. Um, but I think that that's so exciting. It's so lovely to be able because the children really appreciate that at, at primary school level. Yeah. And also the style, I guess that's why my job ex even exists, is because this isn't the kind of stuff that we get taught. And, you know, it's a lot of lifestyle stuff we don't get taught. So to have a teacher that you see feels confident and is you know wearing things that really represent them and feel good on them must be inspiring to students because it's telling them it's okay to be who you are and you can also still be professional you can also still be an expert in what you do you know mm -hmm. like a, a, I don't know a, a maths teacher who is dressed really amazing would have probably made me pay more attention in maths <laughs> <laughs> so I'm blaming my teachers for the fact that I still don't know fractions okay <laughs> oh it's one of the toughies <laughs> um yes absolutely and you know I suppose also the flip side of things I, I met with a group of coaches the other day and we talked about being judgmental and kind of sometimes then how our clothes can create certain perceptions and certain judgments some people and that like whatever you choose so long maybe I suppose from your perspective is that it's a conscious choice if you want to be wearing the tracksuit that's completely okay if you want to be wearing something else you know that that's that's okay and, and every choice is is valid and and respected I love that mm. what would be your what, what I don't know maybe one one tip probably that's not enough tips but if what kind of tips do you have for if there are some teachers listening because actually I do know that there are teachers who listen to this podcast because they've messaged me um so I think they'll find all of this really helpful so specifically for teachers and the people that you work with what tips would you give them when it comes to their style and their wardrobe mm. um 
I suppose because I, I understand their mindset in terms of complete change and then you know it's to start slowly it doesn't have to be a complete overhaul like I still have loads of stuff in my wardrobe that's from before that I worked with you so you're in control of of what you wear and how you wear it so when you decide that you are you know more worthy and and that your style can help you and um, like we talked about before you know the application of a bit of of lipstick like can totally improve your day if you choose to so that would be one thing is you're in you're in control of what you are um and how slowly you introduce it um the second thing is tips for teachers um is don't fall into the mindset of of comfy equals what i should wear or how i because i'm, I'm doing quite a physical job or i always think of pulling down um contacts from the walls and then you could be just in some area of your classroom that for me was kind of hiding a little bit for for quite a while is that yeah I was wearing really comfy shoes that I kind of felt didn't show me off in my in my um, best light again no judgment just for me personally for myself um I knew I knew it on one level is that like hmm, you just need to find your mojo again um, so that would be a tip um, and also around it's completely okay to change like look at me in the middle of the day I exercise at, at dinner time when I realized again I was like when I was working all day because as an, uh, a business owner you like there's no one there to tell you to take breaks so either I at half past 12 I'm like you know I'm probably not going to eat for the hour like so I was like right well that's the time to get out and do a bit of exercise and whether it be changing in the and the other thing as well I was like I often thought that after school would be a great time for a walk and um, because you haven't got back into home mindset and I was like what but I'm wearing the wrong clothes you know and and to hop into the bathroom or wear the leg sometimes what I do is wear leggings uh, under an, a long dress or whatever so you're only taking off the top half you're popping on a pair of runners and your exercise is done in 30 minutes so create a, a wardrobe or a, a, a habit that serves you um yeah I think there'll be my tips great tips great tips for everyone I feel not just teachers mm -hmm. you know just it doesn't have to mean loads and loads of effort like I think a lot of people think that oh and if I sort out my style even though I don't feel good about myself it's just going to be so much effort it's like it's really not that much effort just to make a few little changes mm -hmm. absolutely well I thank you so much for coming onto the podcast I've loved chatting with you so I don't even care if the listeners don't what they think of it to be quite honest because I have loved it so there <laughs> Thank where you. where can where can we find you and everything yeah. that you do yeah so my website is orladensitycoaching.ie um I'm on Instagram um orla.densitycoaching um I'm on Facebook I'm on LinkedIn all under my own brand of my own name so it's very easy to find um and I suppose my big I I suppose similar to yourself my proudest achievement is my teacher promotion club because like you know even bringing you on board I'm, I'm I feel like I'm loosening up the model of the world for teachers in so many different ways when you have different experts you can bring in um, so my teachers promotion club if there's any teachers out there I would love to come and welcome you in if you are preparing for for leadership roles 
amazing i'll leave all of the details in the show notes for that thank Thank you so much thank you very much for having me i really enjoyed the chat again